The 1 o'clock hour off and rolling. Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Has the second half started yet? Fitting? About to start here soon? I think it's about to come back. By the way, Mm -hmm. you know who I'm playing right now? I do know who you're playing. This is the guy that brings Will Palachik to tears. Oh, man. That was an underrated moment we don't talk about. Wes, I don't know if you know the story. We were all at the Hornets game. It was like WFNZ's night out. Or no, that was that was earlier this season. That was a season. That yeah. was a, a home opener. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Petey Pablo performed at the Spectrum Center. <laughs> and a couple of people would post a, a picture or maybe a 10-second clip. Nah, man. Willie P posted like a two-minute 30 second long clip of Petey Pablo and he was sitting there bopping his head, feeling the music that was coming from one Petey Pablo out there on the Spectrum Center. He was having a great time listening to to Petey there. So yeah, that was man, that was like... Petey is my guy. I mean, yeah, and and so, and apparently it's Willie P's guy too. Like man, it was like two, it was the longest you could post a video, right, Fiddy? I mean, it was, he went the, <laughs> he went the full length on on how long you could actually post one of those bites to Twitter. It was one of the few times in his entire life he went all the way. Also, speaking of Willie P, uh, let's give our guy a round of applause. Yeah. (laughs) He is down. He is down to 198 pounds. That's real. That's real stuff, man. I know Willie P is in a great mood. He looks great for his wedding day. He did. No, he he looks great. I will not have anything else going against Willie P, man. Fitty, he looks phenomenal, and we will not have any slander for a man that just lost 50 pounds. Shout out to him. He did text me, by the way, two days ago about you, Fitty. We haven't addressed it yet. Do you know what it was about? Oh, no, actually, I want to hear this. (laughs) He said, I need you to destroy Fitty on air tomorrow. I didn't do it. This was two days ago. But he said, I need you to destroy Fitty for saying that Red Panda is overrated. Oh, yeah. We got into like a massive. Wow. We got into a massive uh, over text argument a few nights ago because I he was talking about Red Panda being somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were at the Missouri basketball game when they beat Kentucky. And I was like, oh, well. You know, she's an she overrated halftime performer to support overrated half uh overrated basketball team being in Kentucky and he he went all out of control. Why I mean, as someone who appreciates tradition, why would you call Red Panda overrated? Wes, that feels extremely disrespectful and out of line. I mean, with what she does, the degree of difficulty, Fitty, you couldn't we would be here to the end of our lives, you trying to even duplicate anything that she does. So anybody that can complete something that difficult like she does on a regular basis, come on man, you can't front on Red Panda. But what about when it goes wrong? And in the last couple years, it has gone terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. I've never seen her make a mistake. I, I, I've I, seen a live and on TV. I, I, pl- pl- play your button. <laughs> that was a little too. We heard the SHI. I was like, Shh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, need to sh- move sh- on a little bit. No, oh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> we're not even talking. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not even talking on radio. Man, overrated. No, see, Red Panda, to be able to put all those plates on her head on a unicycle, you know, that should be your next punishment. Any bet you lose, we should all get to watch you try to ride a unicycle. You don't even have to put plates on your head. I just want to see you attempt to ride it for more than two seconds. But see, here's the difference between you and I, Mm -hmm. is that I'd be willing to do it. You weren't even willing, like your waddle's pretty fire. But you're not even willing to do it, you know, for the people. I'm that type of person that if I were to make a bet and lose said bet. I'll do it if I lose a bet. I just didn't lose a bet yet. So we can lose a bet. And then I would do the waddle. Maybe I'll just do it for All some. right, bet. 
<laughs> bet, as the kids say. All right, North Carolina about to get started. They just did. So uh, North Carolina up four now, 41-37 on Pitt. And NC State, Maryland has a third and 14 with eight minutes left to go in the second quarter. And it is tied three apiece right now. So defensive battle in the early going of the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Let's get to the segment, as I mentioned, that inspires quite a bit of debate we now will rank the top 10 players in this matchup between the carolina panthers and the tampa bay buccaneers all right wes top three i thought this one was hard i i thought this was harder than the other matchups that we've had before would you agree with that it's tough there's a lot of uh, talented players on the ball field so for me i thought it was tough because i do try to maybe not go 50 50 but i do try to get some representatives from each team I mean, Tampa has a lot of really talented players. That they do. I think it's just been the offensive line for the most part that has not served them well. Defensively, they still have some individual very good players, but they've been you know, not so great this year. They haven't been as dominant in years past. I'll let you go first. Let's go with the first three on, on the table for you, Wes. Who you got? Well, listen, you may count them out. The year might not be what we thought it was going to be from him. But at the end of the day, we are talking about the man with the most ring. We are talking about the greatest football player to put on shoulder pads and cleats. Tom Brady is number one. I don't care what is going on right now, okay? He's so, already got fourth quarter comebacks. Maybe we just go back and forth with the one first because I didn't know what to do with Tom Brady. You know what to do with him. I, I just don't want to. I think you're right, to be honest with you. But it's not Tom Brady has not been the best quarterback in the NFL this year. I don't know if he's been the best player on the field when you talk about all of these players so far. But I'm adjusting but, for O-line, running game, yeah. O-line play this year. You got to adjust a little bit of that. He's all, yeah, that's true. I, I I actually do want to put some credence into what you've accomplished in the past. That that does matter. Yeah. I'll put Tom. You've accomplished this doggone. Much. Yeah, I I couldn't do it, guys. Right. I'm then, sorry. I put Tom Brady number one. Then my two is Big Burns, two and a half sacks away from a Panthers wow. single season record. Okay. All right, and then Tristan Worst, top five uh, tackle in the game right now, according to PFF. I flipped those guys. So okay. if we're just going with the top three. I chickened out, and I put Tom Brady number one as well. Like I, chicken I mean, it just doesn't feel like he's been that guy this season. He does have fourth-quarter comebacks. I put Tom Brady number one. I couldn't help it. But I, I put Tristan Wirfs number two. I, okay. I think we're talking about a potential Hall of Famer with Wirfs, especially no with the way he steps onto the field immediately and is one of the best tackles in the game. We had our Brian Burns, Tristan Wirfs athletic conversation. Yeah. I'm not going to argue who's a better football player. I, I think Wirfs is, man. Sure. I, I just think the way that he's all pro level. Brian Burns is not all pro level right now. Pro Bowl level for sure. But I don't think Brian Burns is all pro level. And then I put Brian Burns right there, especially with what he's accomplished, with okay. his age, with the importance of the position. So Tom Brady, Tristan Wirfs, Brian Burns. No debate, right? Like nothing too strong between us right now? No, no, no. Okay. Too bad. All right. Who's number four and five? <laughs> Let's finish the top five. Let's go to the next two. Four and five for you. Four and five is uh, Levante David. He's currently the fourth rated linebacker right now, analytically PFF. And we know what kind of BC he is. And then Derek Brown, uh, whose grade has come up. He was sitting around an 81. He's at an 83. Total right now, top 10 D tackle uh, in the game. And I know he's a few uh, pass deflections away from a Panthers record as well. I think Peppers. Okay. So, I mean, he may not be getting the sacks and all that. He's already broken the interior D lineman tackle record by K1 Short. 
So, you know, Mr. Brown. Wes, I have zero debate. It's the exact uh, two guys finishing my top five Look as well. Well, and Levante David, I mean, one of the more underrated linebackers of the past decade. Uh-huh. I mean, that guy has been doing it since he came out of Nebraska's rookie season. He was immediately fantastic. And Levante David, still one of the highest graded. You can see his impact on the field, too. Yeah. So if you're going past decade, you go Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner. There's a couple of other guys that are in there, right? I mean, uh, I think. Patrick if, yeah. Well, and, but he was more than a decade ago. We're old. I mean, well, you're yeah, older. Yeah. Than, well, yeah. I just think of him and. Right. Luke Keekley being kind of peers in that era is the best two linebackers. Yeah, and Keekley came after it. He's more comparable with Wagner, though. You know, yeah. Keekley is as far as 10. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not here to argue about Willis. He was one of the greatest as well. Regardless, Levante probably in that next tier, like constantly pro bowler, maybe an all-pro level here and there. Yeah. But I've got him for, and I agree, I have Derek Brown finishing out the top five. So, for me, it's Tom Brady, Tristan Wirfs, Brian Burns, Levante David, Derek Brown. Who do you have as number, let's go two, let's go six and seven. Next, I have uh, Mr. Winfield, yep. baby Winfield. I got him uh, sitting in there. Then I have Mike Evans, which I know, you know, I had to adjust a little bit for him as well. Analytically not graded out that great, but still, that's Mr. Mike Evans. He's got over 900 yards receiving, and if that offense was doing a little bit better, I think he'd be up to his usual antics. Uh, he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. I think he's just a dominant player, very hard to stop. And at number eight, I'll put his compadre, uh, Chris Godwin, right after that. Okay. I agree with you. I've got the wide receivers flipped. I think right now Chris Godwin's better. And I think over the career, what Mike Evans has done has been pretty amazing as well to go over 1,000 yards each of his first seven, eight years in the NFL. It's incredible. I'm trying to look up his stats right now. I think it's going to be pretty dicey whether he accomplishes that feat this season. Oh, he'll get it because he's got 936. Okay, so he's going to get it. So Mike Evans, once again, is going to reach that mark. 926, I'm sorry. So Chris Godwin, to me, you've got to factor in his health at the beginning of the season. You know, even last year, if you look at his stats, they were diminished because he got hurt at the end of last year. Give me Godwin. So Antoine Winfield, totally with you. An excellent... He is what we want Jeremy Chin's ceiling to be. I I think that's a pretty fair, just a chess piece you can move all across the board. Um... Give me Chris Godwin, then Mike Evans. So we're we're very very closely related okay, on this so top you want ten. Winfield, Chris Godwin, Mike God, Evans. Okay. Yep. And that's, then, uh, that's exactly what I want. My last guy is. You got last two, I think. Deontay Foreman and DJ Moore. Okay. Which again, I had to adjust more because of the offense that he plays in. If he was an offense where he got more targets, I think his numbers would be up there 100%. with a lot of people. So we finally have a difference in name. All right. I did not. I did not put Deontay Foreman. Oh. I I love him. Look, we're talking. You barely got him in there. You got him at nine. Well, that's because there's. I mean, these yeah. guys have a lot more skin in the game than he does. But as far as just he could, you could make an argument. He's the hottest player coming into uh, this game. That, that's fine. I I think overall. I've got I've got Leonard Fournette as number ten. Number nine. You have Leonard Fournette over Deontay oh my Foreman. God. Panther fans light him up. Here's why. Because if we're going to account for the offensive line for Tom Brady and that offense struggle, how are we not doing that with a guy like Leonard Fournette, who has also had to deal with what has been an awful offensive line, that, is also a better pass catcher than Deontay, that's indisputable, has also had a little bit more, if we're going to go back and grade the past, 
of these players, Deontay Foreman has been absolutely on fire. If you want to go right now in this game, Deontay Foreman has been a more productive player, no doubt. And I've got him like, if we were to do top 11 or 12, Foreman would be there. But Leonard Fournette, I mean, Leonard Fournette is still a good player, and the offensive line has just been so trash for Tampa. I mean, that's, that's a fair argument, but you're talking about a guy since week seven, third in the NFL in rushing yards, and he's got seven rushes over 20 yards. That's second in the league since week seven. So, Panther Nation, please get at Walker, please. I now, was talking wrong. to the non-Panther guy I know, I know. that's in here fighting. I, w- I was wrong to say yesterday that there would never be a closer relationship between you and Panthers fans. I fr- Why was it? What did you say yesterday because that I made you guys so close? Uh, on Fire Fizzle, I said that the firing of uh, Matt Rule was straight fire. That's right. I just think in the passing game, too, like Leonard Fournette, he had nine receptions. He had a great four, game six, last week. He six. did. And, and there is something to be said to just offensive line play, so I can live with that. But come on, man, Foreman's been playing. Uh, look, just, just another sign of the, just another it. sign of the disrespect of Foreman out here in these streets. Don't don't turn it into me disrespecting Deontay man, Foreman. Man, I need to put him in the top happening. ten. Uh, there's, I'm trying to think if uh, trying to think if there's anybody here angry at me. Yeah, 704. Leonard Fournette is terrible. I take Eddie freaking Pinheiro over Fournette. <laughs> GTFO Walker, angry at me. AJ, don't writes think in. I ain't see you leave my Johnny Heck. Uh, question out of the thing. So I know you like to diss the specialist, man. I'm not trying to diss the specialist. I know I'm you not, like to diss You didn't have Hecker in your top ten. I didn't, but I had him in the rundown saying he could be a secret weapon in this game with his punts inside it's not the 20. In this segment. We're going to get to it. So, I didn't see it make the rundown. So last week, you didn't give Jared Goff no respect whatsoever. Oh, I, I definitely, And, and, and yes. maybe you got justified because he didn't look all that great on Saturday. Well, he had 303 tuds. But, a little, but, bit, of, little okay. bit of empty calories. But now you're not giving Deontay Foreman any any respect. Here we and, go. And guess what? Here we go. Because I am the board op of the people, uh-huh. guess what the people want? Yep. They want your mic cut off. So you know what? You're out. Wes, <laughs> take us to break. You act like I can't control my mic either. Like, we can do this all what, what, are, what are you saying over there? I cannot hear the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you can hear now because I can control my mic too. Like you, you gotta, you gotta understand. You're dealing with somebody with a board as well. Yeah, I get. There's a lot of people mad. Uh, and then who's your ten? Well, who's no, your no, nine and ten? You th- that was it. It was DJ Moore was nine. Okay. And then it was Leonard Fournette coming in. At right, right, 10. right. Okay. And it was the pass catching offensive line effective. Right. Like what would Fournette be doing behind Carolina's offensive line? But you're right. Deontay right now playing better. Yeah, no he's doubt. the hottest player coming in in this game. Hottest rusher, no doubt. Hottest player. That's probably fair, too. I'll give you that. All right, that'll do it for ranking the top 10 players. I got your back, Deontay. Yeah, there you go. Yes, he does. He doesn't have your team's back. He just no, has your individual all, back. back. All right. Don't make it personal because you lost another argument. I'm going to turn your mic on. <sighs> I need that control. That's what I need. <laughs> I think I have lost. If Fiddy is going to be the judge, I think I've lost every single one of these top 10 players. That is the relationship that is budding between you two. No, because whenever it first started, I actually agreed with your list more often than Wes's. But the last couple of weeks, I don't know what's happened to your brain threshold. It hasn't been very good. <laughs> My brain <laughs> threshold. Bud Lightyear is telling you, go, Fiddy, dump that Hayton Walker. I have turned the Panthers fans against me, despite that being my Light team as up, well. Light him up, y'all. Light him up. All right, we have plenty more to go. Weston Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 FM. favorite show twice we're gonna be playing some pd pablo do we have any more in the bank 
Did uh, we empty we it? Do not. I was gonna say. Usually, this is the only song that people will play from Petey Pablo. Well, so we I'm a put true Petey Pablo fan. I was a big fan of his. So that cut you heard before was an album cut with him and Young Buck. I'm an album cut guy, and we had Freak League, so that's three. Okay, so there you go. We had a few Petey Pablo songs there, and it is Willie P's favorite show. 704-570-9610. That's the Garage Door Guru text line. People are mad at me. Wes turned them on to getting mad at me. Michael wrote in, Walker, your New Year's resolution should be to stop hating Deontay Foreman. I, that, is, that is not a narrative I went out there. I love Deontay Foreman, what he's done. sound like it to me. I know, I know. The bagel guy said Walker's takes are getting worse than Willie P's takes. <laughs> I don't know how to say. Was Willie P, is that bad? Is that true? Willie P's top 10 was rough. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, y'all did a top 10 I last week. That's right. I smashed him on the top 10. <laughs> what was, wait, how bad was it? Oh, it was bad. Who did he like, put? All the guys I picked were like killing it. Seriously? I mean, I was picking the guys you would expect. I had like uh, Hayward, well, and we Minka, and oh, for the PJ Steve. Watt, gotcha. and yeah, all these guys, serious. and he was like, he didn't. I don't think he had Hayward in there. I think he, I think he, he left out TJ Watt, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, and that, Minka Fitzpatrick. That has to be a severe oversight. Yeah, man, he was. Yeah, it was rough. Was he putting it together on the fly? No, he he was in his convictions about what he had picked. He picked the Panthers' offensive line number one for that week. He he cheated. So he he encompassed five players. Yeah, he he cheated and did that. So yeah, it, it was tough. Man, he he had to have just forgotten about T.J. Watt. I mean, he's number one. Nah, he kind of he kind of dissed him like he was like, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> and he stood there now. and he stood there and and just stated that T.J. Watt is not top. All right, hey, that's. Then there's no way my top ten is worse than that. If you're gonna no, no, no. encompass an all offensive lineman unit and you're also gonna leave out TJ Watt, look abysmal. I, I was just gassing up Willie P for losing fifty pounds, but after that top ten, I'm gonna have to leave that. <laughs> I, I did want to talk to you about can I I wanna get some advice okay. from somebody that's also in a relationship. All because right. because my And I'm the greatest gift getter ever. So if you ever really? need, Oh man, I'm I ain't even gonna lie, man. I, I thought you were talking to me. Hey to tote my you know. Blow my own horn, but I'm stopped west at his tracks. (laughs) That's great because I need some help. My anniversary with my girlfriend's coming up. Yeah, a couple days from now, January second, after New Year's. Okay, see, that's the thing though. Like for me, it's coming right off of the holidays. So Christmas, New Year's. Not that anybody exchanged gifts on New Year's, but right after all of that, then we have the anniversary the next day. And so Fitty was asking me, how fancy do y'all get? And my girlfriend likes to go out to some fancy dinners every now and then, which I'm cool with. I like that as well. But I'm just wondering, is Steak 48, you've been there before, right? Well, I was there, but it was not on my dime. Mm-hmm. It was uh, at the Fred Whitfield charity thing last year. Oh, Valley right. got us a table. So, yeah, but we got to eat good. I, I mean, experience all of it. that looks like <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take out a second mortgage just to be able to pay for that dinner. Yeah, it looks uh, like that. Well, I mean, it's it's not much different than any of the other ones. You could probably expect for the two of y'all mm-hmm. uh, like one fifty. That's it. That's but I'm like, a, I mean, at most fancy steakhouses for two, right. that's what you're going to pay for dinner. Well, that's, I mean, I expect Maybe a little less. Well, that's what I would expect, right? I would expect that from a normal steakhouse, but yeah. I thought Steak 48 no, was 48 starting to is get, right in line with okay. Ruth Chris and Palm and all the other ones. That's not bad then, so maybe we can go there. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe we can go there tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you, me and you, or you're saying that's what I should be <laughs> saying? if you had a girlfriend and they eat a lot, sometimes it, it's cool, too, if you go and split something. Uh, Fiddy, are you a fine dining connoisseur? Um, yeah, I mean, dude, you don't know how many times I frequented the local Applebee's uh-huh. and historic <laughs> Lancaster. 
the problem with you, uh, Walker, is that if you're going to Stake 48, you got to get a whole separate outfit. You only have one shirt that you wear out that is your, like, going out shirt. Are we still on this? And I don't think that meets the dress, cor- dress code requirements for Stake 48. Uh, yeah, I, what is this? and it was you that came up with the lame joke. Hey there, one shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and what you do, Walker, you get your V-neck and a blazer. Oh, I know. yeah. I I've been kind of can't get more simple. I've been kind of feeling the t-shirt suit yeah, game lately. That's what I'm saying. Throw your blaze over a V-neck. I good. And look, the swag lord, as he calls himself, yes. and as I appreciate, I'm not going to fight <laughs> you on that. You can be the swag lord for yeah. sure. You've yeah. been on your jumpsuit game. Thank you, this week. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, got the yeah. jump man. You have the purple suit working today. Yeah, uh, man, Wes. You, huh? The people are coming for you. Uh-oh. What they, they say that you're capping. They're saying it's at least $300 a minimum to go to state. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that, that was more in line with what I was what thinking. What are you paying 300 for? Yeah, Commander Malik is checking you. 150 yeah, right. About four exclamation points. Try at least 300 704 said he's lying. You're going to spend about... Everybody's coming up with 300 Like, these people aren't what getting are together. ordering? Oh, you <laughs> now, if you get wine, if you get bottles... <laughs> if you get bottles of wine and stuff like that, okay. But I'm just talking about just food. Did something bad happen in the North Carolina game? I mean, something. I mean, we didn't stop the ball. We let some scrub go from one end of the floor to the other. Someone just got blocked. Oh, it's a four-point game. Wes is on the air spreading lies. You're giving Deontay Foreman no respect. The show right now is just officially off the rails. It is off the rails, and people. So, so going back, just for people that don't know and are just joining us, we we have created a couple of sound bites, a famous cursing movie clips, and then we have substituted bleeps in, obviously for the curse words. Because Fiddy is watching North Carolina basketball right now, he needs an outlet to be able to vent his frustration, so he can press those buttons to curse, so we don't get any FCC violations on our hands. Um, but. We are going to go back to the text line where people are continuing to say, hey, it's about 300. Like, Wes, this is consistently what's coming in. 300, what are you guys getting? I'm looking at the but menu right now. But that makes right sense, now. though, because if you, look at, if you look at some of the even, what, middle steaks or middle entrees, I would imagine it was something about, what, 70 what bucks? The, it depends on what your girl gets, though, what you guys get. That's all I'm saying. I said it. And I'm just talking about food. Now, if you get wine and drinks and uh-huh. stuff like that, then, yeah, you're going to be climbing up there. Now, the steaks are, uh, you know, on the pricey side. They yeah. range from 56 to 94 Oh, I mean, that's so. So it just depends on what she gets, though. If she goes and gets seafood, the seafood. Their dishes range from forty-four to fifty-five. So and and so if you go there though, like you're gonna have to get the wine. We might do an appetizer, but, but the yeah, wine you're is probably definitely talking coming. about two fifty. I mean, yeah, that's right. that that's actually more, and, that's, and the sides range from about twelve to. And that's that's what's coming in for a lot of different people. Bagel guy said, "Wow, me and my girlfriend's anniversary is on January second as well." Man, interesting. So yeah, he said we're struggling because all of the gift giving, right? Especially I'll give, back. Yeah, to I'll give the people their credit because when I did go to Steak Forty Eight, it was not on my dime. Right. So I was assuming, but looking at the menu, just depending on what you get, you could spend anywhere from one fifty to three hundred. Yeah, I give you a range. Right. Yeah, Steve from Stallsbury. I guess he's mad. You can look up the menu. A dinner, I'm sorry. Listen, I know it might be special. <laughs> And all that stuff. And and it is worth it at times to go do stuff like You're that. You're telling me not but so much. But is any meal... No, I'm just asking just at its core. Uh-huh. Is any meal worth $300? Somebody wrote in and said it's it's going to be closer to 300 but it's worth every penny. Somebody and, wrote and that. Now, the food, I will get it in credit. The food is really good. But in a lot of the nice steakhouse that I've been to... I'm not going to lie, man. I, I've been underwhelmed. Yeah, like, honestly, as far as just what you get. Uh, hey, 
keep actually, I want to go to the text line, Garage Door Guru text line. Big shout out to everybody texting in 704-570-9610. Give me some, give me some suggestions. Like I, I really was looking online for cool date night places and we've tried quite a bit. You know, we, we like to go out and try a couple of different spots. And so if you got some really good suggestions, please hit us up on the text line. Cause I really do want to try to get something new out there. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody, 704 number wrote in this, Wes. Here you go. Me and my girlfriend dropped $800 at the Palm the other night. That was including a $200 tip. I ain't got it like that, 704. Well, tell me where the keys at. Straight trunk. cash, homie. <laughs> that is, that is, $800 for dinner. Woo. You got some keys in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is way too much for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, what the hell did y'all get? They had to get like a four or $500 bottle of wine. What's the most you ever spent on a date night? Oh, I mean, mine's not 300, but it was probably, it was over two. My girl's like not a huge eater. So when we would go to the, to the, we've been to a couple of fancy steakhouses. It's around 200, like okay. in that 160 to 180, 190 range before tip. Yeah. I mean, do you just kind of prepare yourself that it's going to hurt? Yeah. I know if I'm going there, you know, I want, I want to go. There. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I took my mom to Ruth Chris for her birthday. I think after tipping all that, it might have been about two twenty, uh-huh. and we got dessert, appetizers, all that stuff. So it just all depends on what you go there to get. All right, so we we've got a lot of people writing in. Uh, somebody said the drift. I've never been there before. I never heard the of that. drift. Uh, somebody said Stoke. I've heard of that. I've heard that's good. I've been to Chima's. We've been to Chima's already, I've been but there. that yeah, but Chima's that's is probably a, the best value. It's, it's yeah. like forty dollars. Oh $50. man, I never leave Chima's without just feeling. I awful. have the meat sweats. Every oh, time. it's so bad. I just destroy meat, and I definitely get the meat sweat. I don't. The grilled pineapple they bring around. Whoa, that oh. must be new. Oh, no, no. Now, their sides leave a little bit to be desired, though. Yeah, yes, there's their some sides good ones. Okay. They, they have a good potato salad. The fries are okay, but they don't have a ton of good sides. But you know how they get you, though, at Chima's. Chima's is very good, but you got to go in and ask for some of the meats that you want right at the beginning mm. because they'll bring in the more filling and some of the lesser quality oh, meat first. Yeah, yeah. And then at, when you're already bring done, you that sirloin. they bring out the filet at yeah. the end, and you're like, oh, God. Because yeah, sirloin is the most filling cut of steak. I read that. Yeah. Well, and they're and they're bringing it out, bringing it out right at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of beef and bottle suggestions, and I haven't uh, been there. That's a place that I've looked up. I, uh, we have not been able to go there, but back when I used to do my food show as well, I had looked them up, and then a couple times for mm-hmm. dinner, I've looked it up as well. Yeah, that, that, that's going to cost you. Somebody else wrote in that they went to Steak 48 last week, and it was 290 So we actually have a confirmed oh. purchase there. And there's a lot of people writing that in. So Portofino's. Uh, but, I mean, it. like I said, it just depends on what you get. Are you going to getting drinks, appetizers, dessert, and entree? Then, yeah, you talking. I, honestly, I mean, uh, it probably is going to be something so like that. Is your girl, like, not saying, you know, she's... <laughs> Go eating ahead. everything in what sight. You mean, but man? I mean, when you take your girl out, like she eats. Is she healthy? No, nah, just you when you take your girl out, she, is she eats, thick, right? Two C's. Yeah. And like, is she getting a steak? Yeah, she's gonna get a steak. Okay, yeah. And yeah. we're and we're gonna we might we might get an appetizer. Ah, right, you spent a scrilla. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm about to. Why are you laughing, Fitty? <laughs> are you laughing at the game? You laughing at some of these texts coming in? Nah, our boss, uh, Jeff Ricky, uh, texted in and wanted to know what is Wes tipping when he goes to these restaurants when he's talking about. You know, one hundred fifty dollars to go out to eat. Everyone's saying three hundred and up. Wes, uh-huh. 
Are you a bad tipper? Oh, no. Don't no, don't I, out no, yourself. No, I'm a really good tipper. I tip 20% every time. Yeah, I'm a good tipper, too. Yeah. Because I, I just do 20. That feels bad, right? I mean. And then I might go a little over because I like round numbers, so I try to get it to where it's right. like Yes, I always, I always round up to an even number yeah. or, you know. Did I tell you about me pulling out my phone on my date with Ashley? Well, I just said her name out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you My bad. Can we can we just reference her first name now since I, you already I, let it out of the bag? I don't bag? know. Uh, but that's what you guys about me pulling out my phone to figure out my tip. Oh, you did the tip calculator. You're yeah. 80 years old. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> what? Well, no, you did not tell us about that story. Yeah. So like, whenever you're figuring up the tip, if it's not all, if it's not already on the receipt, because you know some some places. We'll put like 15, 18, 20% gratuity. Mm-hmm. They do the math for you. If they don't do the math for you, can you guys do the math in your head? It I, depends. I, roundabout. It I can depends. do the math roundabout. Yeah. For for sure. So that's what I could do. But wait, what's the story? Is there anything, like, is there a punchline? No, it was, it was just whenever I, I told Colin about this, his, like, head just immediately, like, dropped to the table. Uh-huh. And it was just like, you know. There, were, there was shame in you not being able to do the math. Yes. Okay. And I was expecting you guys to shame me, but uh, I, I got mean, nothing. Well, I mean, I did call you 80 years old for using something for a tip calculator. I don't I don't really ever bring out a tip calculator. I know because 20% is pretty easy, and then you just adjust on however you want to go, whether it's really bad service and then you go below, maybe a little bit. I do use a calculator. You do use one? Yeah, I, I make just, sure I'm dead on. I mean, I'm not even good at math. This is the same person. I'd forget what I destroyed maybe a month ago with my math equation. Yeah. I just kept getting wrong. But I mean, I I know what 20% for the most part is. So, and I'm, I mean, 21, 22, it'll be in that neighborhood. So that's what I usually do. All right, let's check in on North Carolina. Only up a bucket. Seven minutes left to go in the second half. North Carolina almost grabbed the rebound, but it's going Pittsburgh's way. How are you feeling? How are they playing right now, Fitty? Oh, they have played absolutely. They 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 they've just let Pittsburgh punk them, um, and that's that's been the biggest problem against Ohio State and Michigan. They let these teams be the enforcer, and and that's what's happened in this game. Pittsburgh's lived in the painted area. They've gotten downhill, and our defense continues to collapse and not do anything on the perimeter and. That's why they're only up two against a team that this game should already be over. I'm ready for uh, Hubert to take his glasses off. <laughs> what What is Hubert Davis? What What sport does he coach? He coaches basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what does he coach? One more time. He coaches basketball. Okay, live action. Yeah, that's what he's coaching right now. You when y'all fit- want to, since we in the the the, the um, are you going to ask us? Are we going to get to a certain topic again? No, well, kind of. Yeah, I'm just saying since we're a little bit off the grid here, when I was going to ask when you guys want the Coach K story. Oh, we do need to do the Coach K story. Yeah, right. We should have put that in the rundown. Well, we don't have enough time now. Okay. It's 1:36. Oh, Fiddy almost just he almost just avoided the curse button because he got really mad and he almost just said something on the air. We'll go to the Coach K. Cursing story. That's all good. I just no, I want to get to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, it's the whole tease and please thing. We want to please our listeners here. Okay. And I appreciate all of the suggestions because the text line, it is lighting up. Everybody is trying to help, and I appreciate it. Going to try to get to all those suggestions in just a moment. It's a critical time to go to the Fitty Flash because we are in a pretty critical sequence between Pittsburgh and Carolina right now. Got to do it, though. Got to take care Eat of the bills. Tata. Second Fitty Flash of the day. What you got, man? Um, <laughs> not focused. <laughs> I'm going to use one that I used uh, earlier on Charlotte Sports today. Uh, okay. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni 
uh, said they're still sorting through the quarterback pick this weekend between Jalen Hurts coming back from injury or if they may stick with Gardner Minshew. And look, Minshew was great for the most part for Philly last weekend against the, the Cowboys. Gave them a chance to win the game before turnovers really cost them. But if, if this injury is more significant than what it's being led to believe about Jalen Hurts, how does that impact the Eagles' chances to still win out, clinch that number one seed, let alone make a run at the Super Bowl this year? So I was listening to Benjamin Solak, who was a great NFL analyst and also started in Philadelphia part of the ringer. He was talking with Bill Simmons about how the particular injury that Jalen Hurts suffered is a little more helter-skelter, not exactly sure what's going to happen with it, where if it's an AC joint, I think doctors realize it's going to be a, a two-week rehabilitation and then you're back. But this joint, I don't know what it is, but it's it's a little bit it's a little bit more finicky. You're not exactly sure when Jalen Hurts might be able to come back from this specific joint injury. So maybe Jalen Hurts sits out a little bit longer than expected. You're also discussing guys that they signed off of you know, getting Linville Joseph in and Dominican Sue. They were fresh at the middle of the season. Not so much true anymore, especially when those guys are a little bit older players anyway. Philadelphia unhealthy at the exact wrong time. I I love Philadelphia. Lots of talent. I just think injuries might be a, a real downfall for them, even though I do kind of like Gardner as a backup. Listen, as a resident San Francisco 49er fan, I can attest to injuries definitely uh, being a part of your season. And the Philadelphia Eagles are starting to uh, deal with that. They dealt with it first with Jordan Davis, and that run defense went downhill before they signed a Dominican Sue and, and started to get that going. But this Jalen Hurts thing I think could be tremendous. If he's out, I give the Eagles no shot. I already don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl anyway. But if they uh, are, if they have to miss Jalen Hurts for a significant period of time, I think that's just going to throw their season off. All right, we'll continue to provide updates on North Carolina and Pittsburgh. Something just big happened. We'll get to it in just a moment. Duke's Mayo Bowl between NC State and Maryland. The Wolfpack, they're driving with 28 seconds left to go in the first half. Stick around right here on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. What's the update like, Fiddy? How are you doing over there? I mean, I, I don't I don't know what I want to happen because if North Carolina loses, I have one person in the studio that's happy in West Bryant. But the pain, <laughs> the anger is gonna be so much more emphasized with the other person in the studio. With Fiddy, oh I don't <laughs> I don't know what that guy was saying on the music. But 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 Fiddy is also gonna be so angry if North Carolina loses. How are you doing right now? I want you to know that no matter win or lose, I'm already pissed. Okay. Uh, because this game shouldn't be nowhere near where it is. Um, it's, it takes a lot, believe it or not, for me to openly complain about officiating. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of the things that as I matured as a sports fan, I don't complain about that. This has been as awful officiated game as I've ever seen in my life. And it's, and it's Pittsburgh! And it's going against the Tar Heels? Yes. Pittsburgh got called for two fouls in the first half. Two. Mm -hmm. Two! How many? Two. <laughs> I like, just wanted to make sure. But again, Carolina was up nine. Three touches for Armando Baycott in the last four or five possessions. They could have put the game away. And now they are down by a point to freaking P. 
Pittsburgh. So four minutes left to go in the game. I didn't see what happened in the final drive for NC State at the end of the first half. Going to try to pull that up here on ESPN. I was watching it. It's 10-9. So NC State, I believe, did get a field goal at the very end. So 10-9 at halftime in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So still a whole second half to go. Fitty just took his hat off because I believe North Carolina either turned it over or missed a shot. Wes, if we continue to talk about Carolina basketball, then we will get to your Coach K cursing story. Uh. But last time was the first time I had a lot of fun watching North Carolina basketball. I felt like that they were in control. Armando Baycott was amazing. I believe that was the game against Michigan that we most recently talked about. Man, you would erase all of that, right? I mean, a loss. Even this game against Pittsburgh, you're going to be leaving not very positive about their performance today after what was a huge win against the Wolverines in Charlotte. Yeah, I think you're. this is typical ACC basketball. You think Carolina should come in and roll on Pitt, but Pitt, you know, this is the game that they're up for. I mean, clearly they are ready to go and want to beat Carolina because Pitt hasn't looked very good this year, to be frank. I've done a couple of their games, but the zoo, I forget. I know there's a name in front of it, but the crowd is called the zoo. I forget what it is. The Oakland Zoo. The Oakland Zoo. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure I got it right. But yeah, man, so they're uh, they're lit in there, man. They're exciting. Carolina looks like they've kind of gotten, you know, punched in the mouth and not ready for the intensity that the Pitt Panthers is bring that they are bringing. And I mean, it happens at times, Mm -hmm. man. You got to be ready for that. But you know, when you're Carolina, you're going to get everybody's best shot. It's no secret. All right. You teased it yesterday. Let's get to it. We'll continue to do the college thing. And you said yesterday, something you haven't told us before. So you were a part of a group that got cursed at, I mean, you didn't get cursed out, Yes. but you got cursed at by coach K. Why is that? All right. So, uh, you know, coaches convention down in Amelia Island, Florida, the ACC Digital Network. You can catch all the highlights and features and all that stuff at the at the ACCDN on all platforms. It's been a while. So we got down there uh, every year. And so uh, the time we were down there pre-COVID, you know, the fun part about Amelia Island is the randomness of it. I could be like this past year seeing Tony Bennett in the gift shop mm-hmm. buying a jacket because he's cold in the meetings. Just different stuff. And then we sit there and have a 15-minute conversation. So anyway, the coaches have their different meetings that they have to go to about rules and different stuff like that. And they hate it. (laughs) They do. They hate it. And it's funny because I'm like, this is what you guys put your players through. And now you see how it feels. So Coach K comes, you know, we're waiting because at that point we we try to we have to really hunt our guests there. The conference will help us get some people. But for the most part, man, we're fishing. We're like the guys in the mall hanging out in the middle. It's like, hey, 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 you want to come talk to us? Honestly, though, if I'm a part of a group and that's the responsibility, you'd be a great guy to have for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. I was a salesman. This this is well, this is also the person that had no problem going up to Drake May after seeing him and just saying, hey, I dropped you a spot in my power (laughs) rankings. Well, my sales background actually helped me become much more uh, open to talking to people like that. So anyway, so uh, Coach K comes down the hallway and he asks us which way, I forgot which meeting he was going to, and we told him the way, well, my coworker told him the way that we thought that it was. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, okay. So, you know, he goes walking down in his little warm-up suit. So, (laughs) you know, that's a Sound at the right. No, I got you. So anyway, so he comes <laughs> back down the hallway probably about two, three minutes later. And uh, he tells us that it was the wrong, uh, the wrong room. And the meeting that he was going to was, in fact, 
not that way. So, you know, we said, Coach, Coach, our bad man. We know we, we thought it was this way. You know what I'm saying? And then he says with a little smirk on his face, he says, that was your first effing mistake. Oh. So, and he got I mean, a little smirk on his face just teasing us, like oh, giving us a hard time. Wait, I, I didn't know that part. I, I really thought yeah, when no, he no, dropped no. the he wasn't mad at that us. there was something serious no, Coach, about No, no, no. First of all, now, I don't care who you are. I, that's why I'm I Bryce's daddy. That, that's, Ain't nobody going to curse at me like <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? I got to go home and look at my son in the face. Ain't no grown man going to handle me like that. I don't care who you are. Well, that's what I thought. And yeah. so I was wondering if there was a problem that ensued after that. No, 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 no. But he was, you know, he was being cheeky when mm-hmm, he said it. Right. But that was still cool because that made it cool. The yeah. fact that he was being cheeky with us and that he said that. And it was like, oh, snap, that was dope. Coach K cursed, you know, I said cursed at us, like being funny or whatever. So that was pretty cool. It's uh, one of the better conversations you've had with maybe a sports <laughs> figure like that. Is that right? Or, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've interviewed I mean, Coach K in a few times. You know room. what I'm saying? And, I mean, he he normally doesn't want to do much at mm-hmm. all. I remember the first time I interviewed him, he really appreciated the fact of how appreciative I was right. to be interviewing him. And not a lot of people get a lot out of him. So to get something that candid yeah. out of him, that was, that was pretty cool. Dwight Howard, I'm trying to think of something like that. When Dwight Howard was in Charlotte mm-hmm. and that was coming covering the team. I I did get made fun of by Dwight Howard because of my voice. Okay. And so, you know how the team will sometimes give the social media account to the players? Yes. So, LaMelo Ball had it at Media Day. Yeah. Dwight Howard had it at Media Day. Man, what was it, like 4 years ago now, mm-hmm. 5 years ago, something like that. And so he had the Snapchat account and we had an interview with Dwight. And I think, man, this probably wasn't too far after the Sports Illustrated article dropped on him, I think Lee Jenkins wrote that, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So that came out with a lot of different stuff. It was a very interesting article. And Dwight is kind of showing the phone to a whole bunch of different people that are there. And then he gets to me, and I do the weird surf boy, you know, hang 10 sign. Okay, <laughs> So I do that, and I said, what's going on, everybody? Except, you know, I guess the deep voice comes across, say, hey, what's going on, everybody? And then Dwight <laughs> Howard laughs, yeah. and he says, Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, Look at me. I'm Hank and Ted. And made fun of me. That went out to everybody on the Hornets (laughs) Snapchat account. Mm. And so I still have that video somewhere. Maybe I could send the audio. But that was when, yeah, I got made fun of by Dwight. By the way, so fun to engage with. Maybe not for teammates. I know a lot of teammates have gotten annoyed with one Dwight Howard before. But very fun to engage with if you were covering him a part of the media. Yeah, man. And so... um that was just a crazy story. And yeah. Amelia Allen, like I said, is so random. I mean, you go down to the pool. Roy Williams is down there with his shirt off and his swimming trunks, you know, hanging out by the pool, getting a so, tan. So that's funny you bring that up. Uh-huh. So, you know, Justin Harper, somebody I know really well, played for Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. One time he talked about going into the locker room and Frank Beamer had just come out of the shower oh. and he was butt naked. And the entire team was around him. And everybody was like, oh, no. And, and he's like, man, look, I'm telling you right now, seeing Frank Beamer walk out at that age naked, just God letting, almighty. letting it all show out, said that was something they couldn't stop talking about the rest of the year, how gross it was. <laughs> like they were, they were not ready to see Frank Beamer, their head ball coach, come out and show everything. And because, I mean, I could, you could imagine seeing that in the locker room, but man. Th- those guys weren't ready for it. And so, like, who's on that? Macho Harris. You would have had Xavier DB. They had really good squad. Yeah. VT, you know, Marcus Vick to Sean Glennon to yeah. Tyrod Taylor. The quarterback exchange was very good. Yeah, man. They were like, nah, watch it. That, that's the thing that I want erased from my memory 
as fast as possible. And so that was something that he told me. If I was Frank Beamer, I would have said, how you guys think you were made? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Frank Beamer coming out and being gross, man. But hey, shout out to Frank Beamer. Uh, Did want to tell the uh, butt naked story. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk Panthers, Buccaneers. Huge game this weekend. That's coming up next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 FM.